Here we are again, my friends and listeners all over the world. We are here to bring you this April 21st, 2020 episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. On your radio, we are coming to you on WGPL, WPCE, and WBXB. That's on your AM dial here in Southern Virginia and Northern North Carolina. And we're also heard on the internet at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com. That's 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Tuesday. And as a reminder, if you would like to hear this or any other broadcast, you can find them on my podcast. You can search uh, iTunes C.D. Hodges, or you can search any podcast player on your smart device, C.D. Hodges. Just search C.D. Hodges in podcasts, and you'll find Marriage and Family Clinic. Marriage and Family Clinic is here to help you break down and gain enlightenment into your relationship dynamics. We hope to help you identify what makes you tick and ultimately help you repair, grow, and perfect your marriage and family relationships. And I want to begin this segment by saying, keep on praying and keep on believing. In spite of the coronavirus, COVID-19, whichever you want to call it, in spite of everything going on, in spite of the chaos that appears to be before us and confronting us, keep on praying and keep on believing. Don't stop pressing forward. Victory is yours. The future is your friend. We will get through this. All righty. Now we're here for the second week in the series on personal finances. And you know, there is hardly ever a bad time to talk about your money. When the economy is going strong and when everyone is employed and and people have good disposable income, uh, you may come into money and need to know how to handle it. And then certainly when the economy is not doing so well and people are being laid off left and right like the situation is today, you may need some assistance in keeping up with your money or or handling better the money that you already have so that you don't lose it unnecessarily. So actually any time is a real good time to talk about money. And uh, as you are alive and well, this is a good time to talk about you and your personal finances. And this week, the area of money that I want to talk about is budgeting. Uh, Yes, budgeting. For some people, that's a nasty word. For someone, that's a curse word. But uh, that's a word that you really need to get used to where personal finances are concerned. That's a word that you need to become uh, seriously familiar with where your personal finances is concerned. Budgeting. That's the word for today. And I don't have anything earth-shattering. Uh, just have a novel or what I believe to be a novel twist on a very old subject. It's a subject that makes so much sense. It's a subject that's so full of common sense that it's it's funny it's, or it's not funny, whichever the case may be. But I just want to add a novel twist to it today. Uh, we're not smart at all if we attempt to handle our finances without knowing what or how much of our finances we're handling. We're not smart at all. If you don't know what you're dealing with, if you're making a goal or whatever the case may be, if you don't know what you're dealing with, you're not being very smart at all. Listen, in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 14, Jesus spoke to some would-be disciples and he talked to them about how it was necessary to hate your father and hate your mother and hate your wife, hate your siblings and hate anybody else if you wanted to follow him. 
Now, Jesus was not literally saying hate in the sense that we know the word hate in 21st uh, century language. He was talking about the various degrees of love, but he was definitely saying in modern day language, Jesus was saying, uh, uh, everybody else in your life, no matter how close the relationship, no matter how uh, uh, precious the relationship, no matter how precious or close to you that they are, everybody else in your life must come in a far distant second place to me if you are going to follow me. So immediately Jesus was saying there's going to be a cost here. And, and uh, just for a sidebar here, uh, sounds like Jesus was trying to run folks away or scare folks away rather than draw followers to him. Uh, but he was saying, in essence, you have to give up everybody in your life if you want to follow me. There's going to be a cost. Jesus said this to these would-be disciples in this way in order to stress that there is a cost in following him. And I'm not trying to preach a sermon and you may already be asking yourself, what does this have to do with budgeting? I'm getting ready to tie it in right here. Uh, but for those of us who believe uh, in Jesus, I want to ask you today, what is it costing you to follow Jesus? And it's important that a person determine in their own mind and heart whether or not they have what it takes to follow Jesus. I'm recruiting for Jesus, absolutely, but I don't want to preach a sermon. I'm going to talk about budgeting now. Uh, all I'm saying is that it's important that a person determine in their own mind and heart that this is the life that they really want for themselves. So Jesus even asked in Luke 14 and 28, is there anyone here who plans to build a new house but doesn't first sit down and figure the cost so he'll know whether or not he'll have enough to finish what he starts? In short, Jesus was saying, it's wise to have a budget so you can know what you're starting with and if you have enough to do what you want to do, and if you have enough to go where you want to go, you have to count up the cost. Where you want to go, what you want to do in life, what you want to become, where you want to be 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years from now. Do you have enough to get there? Do you have what it takes to get there? Have you sat down and really figured out what the cost is? In short, Jesus was saying, do you have a budget? And folks, that's all a budget is. A budget is simply a tool to schedule and track your money. A budget allows you to manage your income and your expenses. And, you know, every year around summertime, we see the president and Congress argue over the national budget. And that particular matter gets so serious that a few times before, uh, uh, including recent years, we have shut down the government or Congress has allowed the government to be shut down or the president has shut down the government. Whichever one is politically correct, it has happened and caused people a lot of pain. But the subject of the budget is just that important. You can't just go willy-nilly spending money that you do not have. 
And I know that sounds like an oxymoron there. The government is concerned about spending money, but we're so far in the hole, we're never going to get out. All, I'm just trying to point out the importance of a budget. The budget is supposed to help the government manage national finances. And, of course, every year it turns into this big political battle. But when it comes to your personal finances, one of the first things you need to do is establish yourself a budget. How can you take care of your responsibilities, make a plan, set a goal, spend wisely? How can you save or invest or anything else where your money is concerned if you don't know what you're working with? How can you get there? How can you speak intelligently about your finances? How can you deal intelligently with your finances if you do not have a budget? I remember back in the mid-80s, my wife and I were living in California. We were stationed out there in San Diego, and, and we bought a brand new car. When I tell this story, my wife likes to point the finger at me and say, you bought the new car. But we bought a brand new car, and uh, it had nine miles on it when we drove it off the lot. And that new car cost us $326 and some change every month. Now, granted, this was 30 years ago. And $326 a month, that was a lot for a car back then. The thing is, we looked at the car, test drove the car, thought about the car, signed our names on a contract agreeing to pay for the car, bought the car, drove the car home, and we never ever looked at our budget. Somehow, we just assumed the money was there. And I won't go any further with that. It just gets a little bit painful for me. I'll try to say that we did not make a wise purchase at all. You don't sign yourself to 300 and some odd dollars a month for several years and never look at your budget. If you don't look at your budget, you don't know what you're dealing with. On another occasion, though, we bought a car, redeemed myself. We checked the budget and decided how much we could afford per month and how many months we wanted to pay. We took that figure to the car lot and looked in the section of the car lot that met that criteria. And then we purchased the car based on that criteria. Now, that was a much wiser purchase. Now, we didn't end up with the best car on the lot, the fanciest, or the newest, but it was within our budget. That was a much wiser purchase. And, you know, we ought to get tired of spending money that we don't have to buy things that we don't need to impress people that we don't like. And have you ever made a significant purchase without budgeting? You didn't check your budget? That's a move that will blow your money game right out of the water. Has your money ever been AWOL, absent without leave? That's a military term used to describe a person who is not where they're supposed to be. They went somewhere without the proper authority. They stayed longer than they should have. They're just somewhere that they do not have the authority to be. The military, the commander, the commanding officer, the commanding general, general never authorized them to be away. A budget is a way to keep your money from going AWOL. A budget is a way to keep your money from being absent without leave. A budget is a method you can use to assign your dollars to a mission. 
If you make $10,000 a month, a budget is a way for you to authorize your dollars to go where you need them to go. Authorize your dollars to go on a mission to support your goals and your responsibilities. In the military, whether you're a soldier, sailor, airman, or marine, you don't go anywhere without orders. And your orders are written down and they're signed by the proper authority. And you keep those orders because those written and signed orders are your key to future support. Your money shouldn't be going anywhere without your orders. And your orders should be written down. Your orders should be written down. You ought to be tired of your money escaping your command. You ought to be tired of your money being AWOL, absent without leave. A budget is a written order that assigns a mission to your dollars. Yes, give your dollars a mission. I told you I wanted to give you a novel twist on an old, old subject. And I hope this makes sense to you. But a budget is your written order that assigns your mission, a mission to your dollars. A budget says, if I bring in $10,000 a month, a budget assigns your dollars to a mission. So a budget says, 1,000 of you go to tithes, 2,500 of you go to the mortgage, 300 of you go to insurance, 500 of you go to food. 1,500 of you go to savings and investments. 500 of you go to uh, transportation, so forth and so on. Repairs on my vehicle, uh, uh, gasoline. And you keep on assigning your dollars until every dollar has been assigned. That's a budget. You keep assigning your dollars until every dollar has been assigned. And oh, by the way, when you establish your budget, you have to be exact enough so that you don't lose money in categories like other and categories like miscellaneous. You know, I remember making budgets a lot of years ago and uh, that miscellaneous category, man, that was almost half the paycheck. So watch that other category. Watch that miscellaneous category. You have to take your time and make a budget. And keep that, those novel categories really small. And when you look at your budget this way, I'm assigning my dollars where to go. I'm giving my dollars the authority to go where I send them. I'm sending my dollars on a mission. If you would view your personal finances in that way, it would be easier for you to make and to stick by a budget. You assign those dollars. And you don't stop until every dollar has been assigned a mission. Yes, your dollars are on a mission. And that's about the best way that I can term it today, where a budget is concerned. You got to be exact. Watch out for those categories called other and miscellaneous. You can't afford for those categories to be too large. Assign your dollars a mission, a place to go. So they can do what you need them to do, where you need them to do it, when you need them to do it, and how long you need them to do it. Listen, the easiest way to establish your budget is first, write down all of your income from any source, from every source. Write down all of your income. 
There's your paycheck from your full-time job. There's money that comes in from, from uh, maybe you get regular dividends from an investment or stocks or something. Or maybe you have a retirement check that comes in. Or, or maybe you have a side gig, a side hustle that brings in income. The first thing you do in the budget is write down all the money that comes into your house every month. Write it down. Remember, a budget is a written order that authorizes your dollars. Write it down. And then the next thing you do is you record all of your expenses. Everything that goes out, record it. Record, write it down. Now, ideally, you want to record your expenses for at least three months so you can get a good average of how much money is going out of your house and, and where the money is going from your house every, every month. You want to you wanna be able to establish those orders with some, some serious authority here. You don't want to be just haphazard in writing this down. So ideally, you want to take at least three months and record your uh, expenses, but do it for at least one whole month. Do it for at least one whole month. And you can see how your money is leaving your house. And you're going to see there's your money going AWOL to Starbucks. Some of your money is going AWOL to other places that make no sense. You're going to be surprised when you see the amount of money that you spend on coffee and other knickknacks. And it's three, four, five, six, seven, eight bucks here or there on your lunches. Just you know, anywhere from 3 to $10 just here or there. You're not keeping up with it. But when you record your expenses for a whole month, and really if you record your expenses for at least three months, you will see what those miscellaneous, you should see my air quotes here, you sh you'll see what those miscellaneous expenses look like. And and so you get those mis uh, those expenses recorded for at least three months, but definitely a minimum of one month. And then you determine if the money you bring in, that's your monthly income, is enough to cover those expenses, the money going out. If your income covers your expenses, I won't say you're okay. I'm going to say you can tweak it a little to see if you can give some more or save and invest some more. Mmm. Thought you were going to get away with one, huh? Yeah. If your income covers your expenses, you have some left over. Then you have some more you can give. Or you have some more that you can save and invest. On the other hand, if your monthly income does not cover your expenses, you have to cut back on your expenses. That's the bottom line, folks. You have to cut back on your expenses or you have to generate some more income. Those are the only two options. If more money is going out than is coming in, you got to cut back on your expenses or you got to get some more to come in. Now, remember what I told you last week. I told you last week, you can make a million dollars a year, but that doesn't mean anything if you spend a million one hundred thousand. If you spend a million... 10,000. If you spend a million, 1,000 every year and you only bring in 1 million, you're in the hole and you're going broke because your expenses are exceeding your income. Your budget is the key to you managing your cash flow.
And you'd be surprised how many people with eye-popping incomes fail to manage their cash flow and end up in financial trouble. You'd be surprised at the number of people who are making six-figure, seven-figure incomes, but they're in financial trouble because they do not manage their cash flow. They do not stick to a budget. Their money is consistently going AWOL. So don't make the mistake of thinking that I'm talking only to lower class or only to middle class people or only to working people. Whatever label you want to put on people, whatever label you put on yourself, it makes no difference what the label is. It makes no difference what the social class is. It makes no difference what the economic class is. You need to work by budget. And there are some things that are coming up in your future that you need to be budgeting for now. If you have small children, school activities are going to cost you. High school is going to cost you even more. The prom is coming. Senior pictures are coming. Invitations to graduation are coming. And you want those kids to go to college? The cost of college is near astronomical. Tuition is going up every year. I found out when we sent one of our sons to college that whatever amount you figure on, add 15% to it. Do your best calculation, figure out amount it's going to take to fund your kid's college and add 15% to it. You're going to be somewhere near the ballpark. And some folks even go on a college trip before they even get to the university, enroll in the university, they're going to take a college trip to try and determine which school they're going to. Folks, that stuff costs money. It costs money. No matter what you want to do, you may not have children, but there's something you want to do in your future. You're going to need to be budgeting for that even now. And when it comes to a budget, I found a really great budgeting tool that my wife and I have used for several years now. You can find this budgeting tool. Check this out www.everydollar.com 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 It's a free tool. It's a great tool. It's an efficient tool. It's a great starting tool. Uh, uh, but it's going to do you some good. I can guarantee you that. So whatever your chosen budget tool may be, establish your budget and use your budget. We need a budget so we can know what our means are and make sure that we're living within our means. And I know you've heard that term before, living within your means. When I say live within your means, please don't interpret that to mean that you're so restricted to your budget or bound to your budget that there's no room to enjoy life. I'm not trying to turn people into tightwads or anything like that, a bunch of Ebenezer Scrooges who are so afraid of spending a dollar that they, they cry when it leaves their hand. Or as my mama used to say, you sit on a nickel so long you make it holler. Uh, the truth of the matter is you have to take care of your responsibilities first. Then if you have something left over, you enjoy life. For so many people, though, the problem is they can't tell the difference between wants and needs. Or they're so busy enjoying life that they neglect to take care of their responsibilities. It's really nutty to say something like you only live once and then go out and spend money you don't have so that you can call yourself enjoying life. 
And those people usually do that by running up credit cards. That's not what living within your means, that, that's not what I mean there. And you believe it or not, a couple of years ago when I first got to Virginia here, I was listening to a Christian radio show and the speakers on a Christian radio show said, Jesus promised us abundant life. So you should get your credit repaired and get your credit in order and get your credit fixed so you can have good credit, so you can go out and charge things and accumulate stuff and material things so that you can enjoy the abundant life that Jesus promised. I almost ran off the road when I heard that crack of, that crock of baloney. I almost lost control of my car driving down the interstate. Anybody with a quarter of a brain would know that's baloney. You don't get your credit fixed and use a credit card so that you can live the abundant life that Jesus promised. When you use a credit card, maybe I'll get to credit in, uh, in a couple of weeks here, but, but bottom line is when you use a credit card, you're betting against future income. You're spending money that hasn't even come to you yet. So be extremely, extremely careful about using credit cards. All right. So when we say budgeting, I'm not trying to turn you into a tightwad, but you do need to be careful. Here's the key. If you want to enjoy life, but the things that you want to enjoy are not within your means, that doesn't mean that you never get to enjoy life. You have to make sure you're operating by sound, proven financial strategies. And then, if you don't have what it takes to enjoy the life that you want, it's simple. You have to increase or expand your means. And a budget is going to help you get there. you got to increase your means. I told you, if you don't have enough to do what you want to do, if you're spending more than you're bringing in, whatever the case may be, you only got two options. Reduce your expenses or increase your income. Those are the only two options. And you can always rearrange and, and, and expend more efficiently. I'll throw that in there. You can spend more efficiently, but that's going to be the same as reducing your expenses in the long run. Whatever the case may be, you either bring more money in or quit spending so much money. That's the bottom line. If you're in a family, listen, the whole family needs to buy into the idea of the budget, especially mom and dad. That means both of you have to take into consideration the money style or the money personality of the other. Dad may be spendthrifty and mom may be a splurger. Dad may like to save for the future, but mom's philosophy may be eat, drink and be merry for tomorrow we die. One of you may spend money to feel better about pain and disappointment. One of you may spend money to relieve anxiety. After all, who doesn't feel good when that Amazon truck pulls up to the house with your package in it? You receive heartbreak, receive bad news. You go to the, to the internet and order something because you're looking forward to the rush you're going to get. When the UPS truck, the, the post office truck, the FedEx truck, the Amazon truck pulls up to the house with your package. You know that little rush you get. I know I'm not by myself. Every one of us feel good. But you need to know each other's money personalities. And then you have to work out a money philosophy that incorporates both of your values. 
Statistics say that money is the source of a significant amount of marital discord and even divorce. And usually it's about it's because the couple fails to agree upon their own money philosophy. If she comes from a well-to-do family, but he comes from a family of meager means, they have a lot of agreement to come to. And failure to work these things out will undoubtedly raise stress and anxiety. And if it goes on too long, it gets too strong, it can cause the marriage to fall apart. As a matter of fact, it's a good idea for the whole family to be informed about finances. It's a good idea for the whole family to periodically have a family money meeting. This is a great opportunity for mom and dad or even a single parent to teach the children about finances and to talk about and agree on what's important in your family where finances are concerned. It's a good way to model good financial conduct for your children and teach them the value of money and work and time and to teach them to be overall financially savvy and prudent. Budgeting is important for singles also. And for the very same reasons already stated. Don't have to change the reasons. Budgeting is important whether you're married, whether you're single, especially if you're divorced, whatever the case may be. Budgeting is important. You need to know where you want to go, when you want to get there, and whether or not you have what it takes to get there. Do you have enough? Here's what I'm saying. If you're serious about your finances, you're going to establish a budget. If you're serious about controlling your finances, if you don't want your money to go AWOL, if you're tired of your money going AWOL, establish a budget. That's what you're going to do. A budget is one of the best tools to use to assign your money where to go and prevent your money from going AWOL. Hey, look, I'm out of time tonight. Thanks for joining me here on Family and Marriage Clinic. Hey, you can find me again on any podcast. Just search C.D. Hodges. You'll find Marriage and Family Clinic. Listen, you can find me on the email, cdhodges at hotmail.com. Look me up on Facebook, Bishop C. Uh, Bishop Carl Hodges, excuse me. Let me know that you're listening to me. Send me something. Send me a word. Those of you from foreign countries, send me a word. Let me know if you hear me today. All right, so good to have you. Join me again next time, same channel, same station. We'll be looking to meet up with you as we continue this series on finances. Until then, remember you can have peace without surrendering your life to the Prince of Peace. God bless you. We're out.